Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Let's do it live on a Monday edition. Merely Bo, the great Z, Cleveland Browns Daily, on the precipice of the Combine, Z. Oh, what an absolute treat. That's right. We will be heading, making our way to Indianapolis later today, which is going to be, as we know, it's going to be glorious. we got Nada coming up tonight, some delightful tacos to welcome us to Indianapolis, as has become the tradition. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, kind of what the, the talk is. What's the talk around the league? What's the talk, you know, about the yeah. Browns? All of that. So I'm excited for that. And also, I don't know if you know this, Bo, or not, okay. and I would I would love to enlist your help as well, but apparently Gibbe, there was a conversation that was had by some luminaries in Gibbe earlier today about the Browns' daily handle. I know you don't follow me on social, so you didn't see my tweet, which is why I'm going to tell you okay. verbally right now. Okay. So we are currently at, on Browns' daily, I think somewhere like right around 38,000 followers. Okay. They have given us a goal by the end of the week – to be at 45,000 followers of Browns <laughs> underscore daily. On Twitter? On Twitter, yes. No one's adding 10,000 people in a week anymore. We can do this. Gibbe, so you're like, Gibbe, you're saying that we can't do it? I think the number in, in the, I don't it's know what it was like 000. for you, but like, I mean, just from the standpoint of, well, first of all, like, I think we have to have a little bit of a, maybe we need to break down exactly what Browns underscore daily is and the fact that it's Gibby's burner. It is Gibby's burner, which makes it certainly worth following. Yeah, but it's ironic sure. that he's saying that it can't be done. Really, I think he wants it to be done. I want to prove him wrong. I want us to get well, there. Well, help you. Yes, and I think between my account and your account and your following and all, all kinds of other, I think that there's – I think we can get there. I think we have a chance. And I'm told this is by – this was above me. Yeah. Way, way above me. We're talking yep. large, Big large else. luminaries. Yep. That if we do get to $45,000 – $45,000. dollars we get $45,000. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll what a take wonderful that. time. Yeah, 45,000 followers by the end of the week Yeah, that there will be a significant CBD giveaway. Significant. Well, what do we get? Hugs? The privilege of retweeting it? I don't know. This is for the people, Bo. Let's not be so It feels, so it feels like we're being asked to do yeah. more things by the big L's. Yep. Without anything, what what's coming my way? Fair question. The privilege of being around Gibbe? Well, the privilege of proving Gibbe wrong. The Gibbe and says he Stevie? can't do this. And I'll yes, both of them. They both listen. They try to sometimes squelch our joy. You're aware of that. And now Clearly. they don't. And sometimes I would say Gibbe acts like he doesn't believe in me. Certainly. Clearly. Sometimes yeah. even you. Even and right now he's him. saying that he doesn't even believe in our fans. Oh, I believe in the fans, absolutely. hundred percent, right. There's no question. No question. So yeah. we need them. We need you guys. So I tweeted it out. Spread the word. That, Let's is it, are we happen. doing this out of spite? This is We are spite getting it there. Well, it was presented that that's what they want to have happen. Gibbe was like, no way. They, yeah. That's not happening. And I'm like, why not, Gibbe? Why can't it happen? Like, me and you combined are well over, like, almost 200,000. We just need to get a... a Oh, I'm not. You, you're. Yeah, that's you. That's you're the franchise. You're the we, franchise. We At just best. need a per percentage of us together. A yeah. small percentage of us together, because obviously not everybody who follows us follows the show. Yeah. 
or Gibbe's burner. So we just need a small percentage of these people to be like, you know what, just click that follow. And if they do, there's going to be something that everybody who is a true fan of this show will want to have happen. They will want that outcome. Yeah. Okay. So what would be something that would be that the fans of this show would want and you and I could also benefit from? It's a great idea. Um, I'm thinking, well, I know what they really want. And I just don't know if that's a if that's an option, but I won't rule it out. But I know what they really want. You know what they really want. What the people want? Oh, uh, you know what the people want. Well, I mean, the people want a lot of things. There's a lot going on. I mean, there is. Yeah, I, I just think we've got to find something where we benefit as well. So should it be like we do a golf a day of golf with us? So we're getting to play golf. Well, right, but I don't want to play golf with people I don't know. I'll play golf with you. Well, you'd be playing golf with me and Gibbe, and then this and, and one, one other lucky, person, one lucky winner. Yeah, I like that at a place that you can't just call to get on. Obviously, yeah. An ex- you're saying a place that is exclusive. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. and and pro shop swag, some swag. Yeah, have okay. the pro shop open. <laughs> you don't want members you know. that have to call. And to say what's Demand. going on, we're getting we're getting besmirched we're getting right crushed. now. We're getting killed, <laughs> killed, and and no no golf shirts that are eight sizes too big either. No, that's the big yeah. That's I think I think at the very least we accomplish this. You and I get a say on all golf shirts that are thrown our way, Fair. in terms of the the maker. Don't you think that we should have a golf shirt with our now that we we've got a logo now? We do. We should we have do a have golf a shirt. I, you know what I want if we if we pull this off? I want a quarter zip for each no. of us with our logo on it. Sold. Now okay. now you got me. Okay. Now you're going to get some retweeting. Okay. Now he's in. Now, now he's get in. That sad part, that you won't be able to up. post it on the gram. That, that's sad. I'm still out. I... I want you to come back because it's so easy when I come across hilarious videos to just send them right to I you know in Instagram, and that's that's what we're missing right now. I've had I'm on a real heater with, with curb clips right now that is – I know. It's just you're missing out. I know it. I I just look at it and I I see the icon still on the phone and I look at it and then it goes sign in and I go oh I can't really I'm yeah. doing this again yeah and then what happened to the other stuff is it just gone it's gone dude my whole account is gone it was gone same yeah but like who where is that intellectual property I feel like somebody takes it over they're holding it hostage hoping that you know and they'll. I'm sure you've been hit up by some services. They're like, oh, I can oh, get was, your account back for a few hundred dollars. They, yeah. they did it on Twitter. It was on Twitter. you got to follow this guy. He'll sort it out for you. Yeah. Cross-platform. He's, he's the one who has it. Right. Yeah. It's like little – it's mini ransoms. Yeah. Mini, it your, is a mini ransom. Yeah. It's a mini it's ransom. exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. And so it's a, that is frustrating. But I, every time I look at it, I'm like, eh, I'm, I've been off for two weeks. I'm, co- I'm fine. It's okay. That's I'm this. fine. Between my like my curb comedy golf and wrestling content that I get from just my little when I get in those yeah. you know you just start doing this yeah there's a lot of good stuff that you're missing but I'll, I know I'll, it I'll curate it for you in a in now you're onto something yeah now maybe you got something happening there yeah, I yeah. can see that um, one other thing we have some news here before we get to the news Gibby's trying to tweet into the show or text text into the show he's texting us while we're doing the show you could have just been here with in. us. He could have been. He picked a very, very difficult, a very difficult, an odd time to drive. Well, I could have gotten there by one, or I could have gone when you guys are going after the show. Correct. But I'm going to go here. It's not like like on on Thursday I might have to miss a little bit because I got to get home for my uh, my son's yeah. 
performance, but that's because there's a firm deadline as to when that performance takes place here in the city of Cleveland when I am in Indianapolis. So you back out the travel time from that. You say, this is when I must leave. This, This was a wide open scenario. He had all day long. Could have gone in the morning and had a nice day in Indy. Could have said, you yeah. know what, I'm going to stay here. We'll be together. Uh, but, no, he's, he was, he's gone. He's on he's the gone. road. Yeah. yeah. So. And he wants to tweet in, I believe in everyone but Segura. See, that's a lie. <laughs> that's just a lie. He doesn't believe in any of you. I was he told, doesn't believe in the fans. I was told straight up by the Big people. L. Yeah, that's right, that Gibbe was briefed on this, and Gibbe said, no way. It's not well, happening. What was it when this was challenge was issued? It was thirty-eight thousand. All right, so you picked up a thousand since right. this morning. Right. I just tweeted this out fifteen minutes ago. We picked up a thousand in fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So You're gonna, I, I don't. I think you can get it done by the end. I mean, the end of the week's a tight time frame. I won't. I will acknowledge it's tight because it is hard to pick up. I found. I find that Twitter followers were something that came much easy, much more easily, like seven years ago. Sure, sure. You know, and then there was all those people who bought them. Well, yeah, just not us. the worst. Yeah, the worst. No way. That's yeah. yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> no. um, That's like having a vanity handicap. Ridiculous. I've never understood the vanity handicap because it's Dumb, one of lose. those things that it's it's eventually can be proven false. Right, just by playing golf with you. Right, and then you go, oh, actually, you're not a six. <laughs> I was talking. You're to a some, seventeen. I was talking with uh, you, a, bozo, a, a great friend of mine. Uh, uh, we were at a, a brunch after the the Cornerstone Gala, which I just wanted to give a quick uh, take a quick yeah, second great. aside. So Cornerstone of Hope is an unbelievable organization that I've had an opportunity to become involved with. I've been on the board, and then they had their twentieth annual gala this past weekend, uh, past Saturday night, and it was record in terms of the crowd, over uh, eight hundred fifty people. Mm-hmm. Record in terms of the money that was raised. It was just awesome, and this is an organization that basically helps people deal with unfathomable tragedies and the aftermath of them. You know firsthand because yep. the, the keynote speakers were from from your city uh, yep. and had an unspeakable tragedy where they lost one of their children to a, basically in a car accident. Uh, they were riding their bike, got hit, and, and Cornerstone of Hope provides counseling for the parents, for the children, for the survivors as everybody goes through and grieves this, this horrible loss. So it was awesome to be a part of that. I would love to have you know next year even more people be there. So just put that people in the back of your mind next February. I'll, I'll remind you before. But it was cool to be a part of something so yeah. powerful. So and, and to see that the triumph of the human spirit and also just the triumph of this community. We live in an unbelievable place. It's one of the most generous cities per capita yep. in the world, Cleveland, Ohio. So it's an honor to be a part of it. And so I believe in Cleveland. Gibbe doesn't. No. The end. That's the, that's it. I mean, that's the big takeaway. That's a big takeaway. Yeah. Gibbe, non-believer. By the way, I was Shed. I was pumped for a, a great as we're going to do the AFC North, uh, AFC South. I'm sorry. Division, all division team. What a bad division this is, first of all. But there is there are some great guest of stats opportunities that Gibbe would have been clueless on. I think that's probably why he drove during the show. <laughs> Didn't want any part of it. Yeah. By the way, he's like hiding from the people right now. Yeah. Where do you think he is? Like, did he leave like thirty minutes ago? He left. He left. He's in Mansfield. Uh, no, I think he's farther than that. I think he's been gone. In my he's like through Columbus, like two hours, I think he's been gone. Yeah, maybe. I, he's I bet on the he's, outer belt. Yeah, I bet he's looking right at that like Bud Light Tower. <laughs> he's finding his way. He's on his way. He's, has he made the turn to Dayton yet? That's yeah, that's really right. the key. Yeah, is is has he made that turn yet? The worst part of this drive 
is the second you get into Indiana until oh you park God. at the hotel. Oh, my God. It is Frogger from a pothole standpoint. Oh, It's two lanes. There's yes. way too many trucks for it. It's just death. The they, don't want death. You to, they don't want you to go with any type of, of pace either. No pace. No, they, they frown they're on pace. It. First, yeah, they're time I ever, pace. first time I ever went to Indianapolis was for a SummerSlam. The main event was Edge and The Undertaker and a Hell in the Cell. It okay. was an awesome show. We had great seats. Me and my buddy Vince County were driving home, feeling good. We just had a great weekend. Yep. Just a bro's trip. It was awesome. Like, as soon as I get going outside of Indy, when you kind of get out of the city and then you realize you're in, like, nowhere. Yeah. Pulled over. Oh. Like, come on, man. Like, there's nobody out here. There's nobody here. It's not like I'm doing a I'm not endangering anybody. Right. That wasn't even unsafe to me. So, like, nobody was in danger. Like, yeah. let's just relax a little bit. Yeah. The worst. No, it's yeah. tough. It's brutal. And the outer belt though, there is like 72 miles from the city. So you feel like you're there and you're not. That's what's so ridiculous. That's, yeah. So downtown Indy is so convenient in the sense right. that we will go to our hotel. We will not need our vehicles the rest of the time. We'll be able to get around yeah. indoors everywhere we need to go. Birds. We're, we're going to bird it. We're going to have a great time. But when you need anything else, like if you're trying to go anywhere else, all the other little towns that are kind of the suburbs of, they're all – like 30 minutes away before you hit that oh, outer gosh. belt. It's like insane. Can't get anywhere. You can't get anywhere. Nowhere. Nowhere. No, you're locked in. That's it. Um, we do have some news. Veteran coach Bill Musgrave is being added as a new Browns offensive assistant. Uh, this is from Mark, Mike Garofalo. Musgrave and uh, Coach Stefanski worked together from 11 to 13 when Musgrave was the OC with the Vikings and Stefanski was the quarterback coach at that time. Man, I have, what has Bill Musgrave been up to? He has been – I'm pretty sure he was – wasn't he just at Cal? He was a quarterback at – or he was the uh, – he was a quarterback at Oregon as a player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was just most recently at – I'm pulling it up right now. So, Bill Musgrave was most recently the – yeah, the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for Cal Berkeley from 2020 okay. to 2022. His, here's his, his run in the I mean, NFL. this is a resume, man. Yeah, he's been a he was a quarterback coach for the Raiders was his first pro job as a as a coach in 97. He was a player with the Niners 91 to 94. Remember him there, of course, the Broncos 95-96. Uh but so he's been in the league as a coach since 97. He has been an offensive coordinator for the Eagles, for the Carolina Panthers, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, for the Minnesota Vikings, which you just referenced, for mm -hmm. the Raiders back when they were in Oakland in 15 and 16, for the Broncos in 17 and 18. And then now he is a senior offensive assistant with the Cleveland Browns. So there you go. Yeah. That's nice. Another, another veteran presence on that staff and in the offensive room. And, and part of that is because this other move, I would assume, has happened, and that is offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt is picking back up his quarterback coach duties again this year. Uh, Mary Kay, I among others, with that. And that one I'm not sure of. We're, we are trying okay. to – we're not sure about that just yet. Okay, um, but it feels like a logical thing. You've got now. You've got, you know, Stefanski's been quarterback coach. AVP's been a quarterback coach. Uh, Musgrave's been a quarterback coach in the league. So I think there are a lot of people in the mix there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that will ultimately shake out. I'm told that that is still an ongoing process. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your scores, so, kids. Yeah. Um, also, our uh, again that could man, be the outcome. It wouldn't surprise me, but it, it's not. It's not there yet. 
We're yes. not at the finish line. Correct. Uh, the Browns and kick returner wide receiver Jakeem Grant have reached an agreement to renegotiate the deal that reduces cap charge to 1.75 per field Yates on that. That sounds like a – is that Gibbe? Is this Gibbe? Is he on an airplane? It is Gibbe. Oh, good. Gibbe, this well, is – Well, we on, can hear you in your we car. We can hear your – yeah, we can hear your it car It sounded fine wind. through the phone. It sounded yeah. fine through the phone. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are you doing? Where are you at? I made the turn. I'm already. I'm on my way to Dayton. Of course, okay, you, you are. You made the turn. Yeah. Yep. You sense. and your. So I already made like the turn. You're you driving eleven. Your, you're driving your car well, of let's... little faith in our great fans, and it's sad and hurtful to hear that this is who you've become. Sure. Yeah. Why don't you ask me another stupid question like you did earlier today? Jeez, hey, buddy, do you want to get the credentials? Hey. You did. I thought you were already I there. Even I thought yet. you were already there. Why is that a stupid question? Because you know I wasn't there yet. How? Because I had to put together the rundown. Connor and I were busy doing the rundown. Felt like I that's something that could have been done while one of you was driving and the other one was putting together the rundown in the passenger seat because well, in a car, and how would when we you're do a passenger, that with no you just Wi-Fi. sit there, really. What do you mean? You have iPads and cell phones? You create a hotspot off your cell phone? What are you talking about? This is 2023, brother. Welcome to the dance. I'm not doing that. We're We're driving. We're focused. We're focused on the task at hand, which is getting Who's, there. So the, what's the passenger unloading? Doing that's so strenuous in this driving process. We're, Connor and I are talking through logistics and figuring out how we're going to carry you for the rest of the week. They're carrying you. They're oh. car- you're carrying oh. us. Cool. No, cool. no, no, no. I said carrying Zagura. Oh yeah, just me. <laughs> I I know that Bo's going to be you. in the right place where he needs to be. Just where you. are we going to have Zagura need to be? Like it's hand holding. Because I know Nathan's going to have to get his little workout in, and we had a book guest around when he's available and when he's not. Is this coming from the guy that chose to drove during the middle of our show? Is that is that who's giving me grief right now? For for ten years, this is how this has gone because we have to load all the gear in. Even if I wasn't like, even if I was already in Indy, like, hey, it's not that I can join you. Why not? Did you stop? Did you stop at the cheese barn? No, it was. It's been raining sideways. Hey, are we going to run into tornadoes? Yeah, that's what I want. I think there's a chance. The tour con's about a one and a half, two out of five. All right, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I get an alert on my phone somewhere around Columbus, and it says tornado incoming, I am going to drive through a median and go back the other way. No, you're just, not. I just you're want that on the record. The horror. I'm not go. driving through it, Gibby. I don't so have it in I don't, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you. I don't think we're gonna have a tornado. Gibby, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna drive through it because I'm gonna be there. I'm worried about this little derecho. You're worried about me? How dare you? The derecho. We have a derecho situation. Yes, potentially. A what? Remember that we had one of those a few years ago. They just make up words for crazy stories. What's a derecho? Correct. It's a giant wall of wind. It's almost worse than a tornado, depending on how bad it hits. Yeah. Okay, so if I hear anything about a derecho coming, I'm out. I wish you all the best. And you're worried about having to hold my hand. I'll see you at NADA tonight at 8 o'clock, Bishop. I'm worried about having to hold my hand. This is outrageous. I'm going to have to supercharge, so it'll be probably 820 for me. Give eight. That's fine. Let's talk about something important and real. Two things. Number one, since I wanted to do this earlier, I'd like you to guess the stats on Christian Kirk's season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Go. Christian Kirk? Yep. For the Jaguars. Yep. Catches, uh, yards, I believe touchdowns. He, I, believe, 
I believe he had 97 catches, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. Give me, you're getting, you're ruining, you're ruining the game. 99. Oh, I'm sorry. Did he nail it? 99, 12:38. So you're 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 not within 10 percent there, but it's still pretty impressive. And he had he actually had 10 touchdowns. But for you to go 97, 1108, uh, that's a win. All right. That's a win. Here's knock. what I would say. That's I a win. I would suggest that Gibbe had to had to put this this list together this morning. Yeah. And that's the only way that we because that's there's no way you're that dialed in on the Jaguars. No, yeah. I, do, I did not do a list. I was I was busy with luminaries trying to tell me that I got to get to a certain number on Twitter. Well, I know. We've talked about that. We've talked, we're talking about that. You don't believe. Why don't you believe we can do it? Uh, I, I agree with Bo. Um, you just don't get 10,000 followers in a week. Well, so the good news is we only need 7,000. Like, we're, we're trying to, like, pack up. We're trying to get on the road. Yeah. We, we've had a few hurdles. Like, I got a rental car uh, that the, the key fobs didn't work this morning. I literally had to go get new batteries and then go back home and then get the rental car back. Give it. Um, Can we do this? It, it was. Not are idea. you on board? No, like the, are, listen, are you on board with? Because my big beef wasn't that we couldn't get to forty-five or whatever the number is. My beef 45. is is that we're not incentivized. So what I'm curious about. Oh, I you, listen, and I totally agree with you. Are you on board with a our logo quarter zip? Yep. Round at a, an exclusive golf place. Yep. With. Uh, it can be with a fan. Honestly, it could be. We could no, one of the forty-five. Off. Once we hit forty-five thousand, yeah. then we'll then we'll we could do that off. Somebody we could do like for charity, and we could pick somebody to play with us. Yeah, and then we get uh pro Water shop tips. swag in the in a pro shop where it's open, not not a not a, not a locked pro shop. It's got to be open. Like that. It's got to be open for the people. Well, I mean, you could do you could do the pro shop, or I, maybe the equipment manager of the year would allow you to go in and. and Grab a few things. Oh. No, no. His, his like, generosity. Like, shop for himself. Like, fill the, yeah. Like yeah. fill an equipment bag for the for the guest. Oh, no, no. Uh, that's a whole other thing. I, I'm talking about for us. I'm not worried about giving stuff to other people. I'm like, how are we enriching our lives? No, but Gibbe, you're a good point. I think we need people to understand that there's an incentive for them as well to get to 45000 Well, that's both. So I, now yeah. you get a foursome with us. You're the yep. fourth in the foursome. Yep. And maybe we see if we can do a, a grab bag. I, I'm I'm fine with that. I, I yeah. would I would like I would like us to get a little to get a little love on the back end of this as well. Yeah, it was so I got I got I got big wigs in the office and they're talking to me and I'm like, well, yeah, let, let let's let's make a run at it. Like sure. uh, thirty eight thousand. It, it's been a steady number. We're already at thirty nine thousand one hundred. FYI, we're, we're up, up eleven hundred. We're up eleven hundred. And I'm packing up, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, let, let's get a plan together. And they're like, well, we want this by Friday. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I just stopped, and I'm like, oh, because I don't have anything else going on this week. Yeah. Well, we're going to give us okay. great content from the Combine. We're going to be reminding people about this. You know, I, think, I mean, I maybe think we, we go do live it. on do – we do, do we do something live on Twitter tonight from Nada? No, you just going to have to be careful. Careful. Just always be careful with that. Careful. Yeah, I don't well, know. I know how it goes. Yeah. So yeah, I have so other you know obligations. That's not a good idea. Right. Yeah, I've got I got obligations. I I can't get so footloose and fancy free. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll All see. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I don't. I just I'm just spitballing because sure. we're, we've got to grow this now by six thousand by Friday. I guess I down from seven thousand. I, I was just I 
I thought, I thought it was a tall. I thought it was a tall task, giving all of the tasks that we've been assigned to get done this week already. Yeah. This week has a lot going on. I, I will acknowledge that. Yeah. I will say this. It is. It. I believe. I believe in the people. Yeah. Well, that's good. I, that that's good. And 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 Zigura, while I'm while I'm in a nice frame of mind right now, before oh, I want to tell nice you later, I'm sure. Oh, great. I I, I, I do want to say congratulations just live on, on your. Daily. No, congratulations. I believe when I threaten your life. Okay. When, right. when I want to threaten you, like you'll be threatened. Um, I want to kill you later. I just want to say congratulations for, for your uh, Saturday night success. Oh, thank at, you. At Cornerstone yeah. of Hope. Thank you. Because you I, know what I else? Did, that is uh, nice. You know what else happened there were, Saturday there were night? A lot of, the great what? 80 watched over Bootsy uh, for an entire uh, evening. What oh, a tangled I, web we weave. I, yeah. I am I am intrigued to get your perspective. Yeah. I did yeah. not know it was happening. My my wife uh, had reached out and told me at one point in the evening, she's like, hey, by the way, 80's watching the Bishop Boys. And I was like, That's right. oh, really? Yeah. And yeah. She, the, only, the only text I got prior to the end of the night was, this Bootsy kid's amazing. Yes, I was gonna say I want her perspective. Like, is he? He's the king of the world, right? Well, so it was funny. She's like everything that I hope for and more. Yes, of course. So when we got home, um, it was so funny. She's like, I guess she goes. I had never like it's been. I guess she goes. I don't know if she said she had never or it had been so long since she had babysit like three boys, and so they're eleven, nine, and seven, and like they just go, just next thing. Just yep. let's play hide and seek. Let's play basketball. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And then Buddy Garrity's in the mix. Buddy. So you got he's in the mix. So I mean, it's it's a lot going on. But she goes, it, it's been a long time since it's, I didn't, forgot how active boys are, as opposed to boy girl or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It was great. They yeah, loved she, her. Normally she. Oh well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, she's that's running awesome. it back next Saturday. She's running it right she, back. <laughs> nice, nice. Look yeah. at you with obligations. I was gonna say back event Saturday nights. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How was it? By the way, did you wear a, did you wear a tie on Saturday? No. No. Did you go no. with a nice hoodie? Uh, no polo. Polo. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was was the sax guy there? Was. Bringing it. Crushed it. Oh. Yeah. Crushed yeah. it. It's fantastic. Um. All right. Give eight. Um. You have uh, what do you got? About two hour, two hour, two. What do you got? About seven hours left as you make the turn to Dayton. Is that about how far? Uh, I am two hours out right now. Ugh. Who's so, driving? It, 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 it is st- me. Yeah, there's no way not Stevie's driving. I, I no could chance. see Gibb. I yeah. could see Gibb make him drive and make him like dress up in like a black suit. No, 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 no. I, I will say this: <laughs> it had stopped raining for for a while, and I was feeling pretty good. And now I look. It looks like we're heading into like. And I don't know. The end of the world might be coming. I might try and go through Fort Wayne, see if that'll get me around the derecho. <laughs> never well, the problem is the derecho is probably going to extend from like Chicago south. <laughs> Great, fantastic. I don't know if there's a way to avoid that if it's coming. Yeah. Are we? Well, should you, we be going to Indy Gibbet? No, we should not. Zagur and I should stay. You and not Stevie run it from over there. We'll be guests back here. We, we've got some fantastic people lined up for all of you this week. But I think you so. guys would do a great job. 
I think that that I, I don't think that gets us to forty five thousand. <laughs> Big, all right, drive safe, buddy. <laughs> yeah, drive safe, Gibbe. Gentlemen, you guys drive safe. Have a great show. Gibbe, I look believe in to the you people. Continuing to buck. All right, there's the great Gibbe. He has made the turn. He's two hours. Hey, I, oh, he's still here. I, it's called the sh- I'm the show me state. Yeah, you got to show, show me, kid. Got to show me. All right, you we'll think he's there. gone? He's never no, gone. Never gone. It's like, what about Bob? <laughs> There's no. It's the worst drive. It's the worst drive that I've ever that I've ever made. It's awful. It just frustrates you because it's the only one where you look on a map and you go, "Why can't I just drive there?" Yeah. Why? Like, do why to- do I have to drive all the way down here to go over there? There's it's a no stupid state of Indiana. Still here. Two lane highway. <laughs> I'm There's no here. hypotenuse. I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep talking. I don't know. I'm still here. We have to go it's A plus B. Line. We can't just go. We can't go on C. Yeah. There's no right. You got to go That's south it. for a right. while before you're Long allowed while. to two hours. West. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Two hours before yeah. you can get over there. Yeah. Awful. All right. Gibbe, great job. Right. Gibbe, are you still here? I think he's still here. Godspeed, um, guys. It's like uh, Will Ferrell in was it Austin Powers? <laughs> I'm, I'm very badly burned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gibbe. Uh, one other thing, um, the uh, our ownership group, the uh, the Haslam Sports Group, has bought a portion, 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks from co-owner Mark Lazary, uh, agreed to sell his stake in the club to Dee and Jimmy Haslam in the Haslam Sports Group. Um, the This was a big contention on social because the original headline was written that the 20, that they um, had agreed to sell for $3.5 billion and the, the word valuation was left off. So I'm doing the, and again, state school, I'm doing the quick math. I'm going 3.5 billion for 25%. You're telling me the bucks are worth $14 billion. Yeah. I was gonna say that's like double the biggest NFL team. Right. Like, no <laughs> way. Make sense. Yeah. No way. Like, right. This makes no sense. Right. They're so getting the, 25% of 3.5 billion. Right. Yes. Yes. 25% of that, which works out to 800 and some thousand or whatever. So that's million. 800 and some, 800 and some million is yeah. what it is. And so quite a bit. Uh, there's that's uh, it's become one of the most dynamic ownership groups in sports. You've got the Columbus crew were picked up a couple of years ago, the Browns and now the Milwaukee bucks as well. So it's that wild. is all yeah. out there. Um, lots to get to, as we mentioned, the I combine is I, here. I did the same thing. I'm like 14 billion for the bucks. Like no right. way. What are we doing here? Yeah. Man? Yeah. We'll go around the NFL. One of the things that we said would happen already has happened at the Combine. We will have that for you. Uh, we will have numbers two and one of the biggest needs for us this offseason. Deshaun Watson did a podcast with his quarterback coach, Quincy Avery. We'll have that for you in the second hour of the program. Hear from the PFF guys about what they look for the Browns in this offseason. You have that to look forward to in our all AFC South roster. This is not a loaded roster like some of the other divisions that we've seen. No, it We're stinks. off and running here. On a Monday edition, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case for you. Elk and Elk's proud partner. Of your Cleveland Browns, I believe we had this. The Bears have already been approached by multiple teams about trading the uh, the draft's number one overall pick. Chicago is said to be leaning towards moving the pick. Uh, that's been more definitive than that. That that they're saying we're open for business. We you you had this. Um, we were talking about this a month. Yes, ago. this is how this would go. This is the time that you would do it. You would come to the combine if you're Chicago, and you would say, "Best final go." Yes, put it in and an envelope. 
Yeah. You, you give us the best, the final, and we're off and running. That I think that if you're them, you'd want this business done as soon as possible. I know that some of these deals haven't have, are things that haven't taken place until, you know, like March. Um, but I think at the same time, if you're the Bears, I mean, let's say, for example, that it's Houston that you want to do the deal with to keep the number one overall pick out of Indy's hands. Houston has two ones this year. Yep. The Bears, that's the best one. You could go two, and what's their pick from us, like 13? Yeah. Something mid-te- like that? Mid, mid-teens, yeah. Yeah. You could go pick second overall in 13th. You get Jalen Carter and Jackson Smith and Jigbin one draft. And you're probably going to get, in addition to that, you're probably going to get more. Yeah. You get yeah. a two, another one. Like Yeah, another one but most likely. They're gonna, they would want all the, all the time in the world to sort that out. So, like, Houston, Indy. I mean, the other teams with two first-round picks are the Lions and, the, and Seattle, if you want it right now, if you were trying to do it right now. I don't know if those teams are interested in going all the way up to one. They would certainly have the ability to based on – you know, the, the things at their disposal. Um, but either way, if you're Chicago, you want this thing done. And so now they're open for business. And, not, and it's not surprising that they're open for no. business. So, yeah, you're right. They've got – Houston is 12, so 2-12 and 12 they could get, which would be phenomenal. I mean, that's a great place to be without question. I mean, they could get the best defensive player in the draft. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, right. they could flip two if they wanted – Sure. They could flip two for somebody else who wants to move up and get the second quarterback. They could be in a great Because Indy's spot. taking quarterback at four. Well, right, and then Carolina may want to jump them. So you could end up turning – you may be able to turn one into – and by the way, if you went to four, which would be a great spot, you would be able to get still probably the person you were taking at one, potentially. The only chance – only thing would be if Arizona – like Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are going to be, probably be the first two defensive guys. Yeah, but if you so, like both of them. If you like them both, one's an end and one's a tackle. Yep. So they're both great. You're going to get sure. one of them. Guaranteed. You get, you get multiple ones. You, like, you could maybe – you could end up with – you could end up with four or five ones for number one. And you still get the defensive player you wanted all along. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they should do. And they – if I were them, like I would be very interested in that in Houston – and playing these teams off one another. I mean, all Houston had to do was not screw that up oh, at gosh. the end of the year, and they're Just picking number game. one anyway. That's right. That's right. It's one of the biggest <laughs> you blew it boys of all time. Well, it really is. Lovey Smith, former Bears coach. Yeah. Revenge. On his way out. On his way out. Yeah. Lame duck. Oh, all yeah. stacks up, man. You're going to lame duck me? Watch, Watch this. this. Watch this, boys. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> One NFL team has proposed making roughing the passer reviewable by instant repay. The competition committee expects to review their proposal today per Washington Post NFL reporter Mark Maskey. Um, I don't know. We don't need that. It doesn't need to be reviewable. They're not going to get it right. No. He said the proposal, unless it's withdrawn by that team, will go before the owners. Um, To me, like, it just needs to be defined. Here's it is. Blows to the head, roughing the passer. Knees and below roughing the passer anything in the strike zone as you and i talked about yeah fine unless it is late like egregiously late yeah falling on somebody landing on them because you're tackling them that's part of football that needs to go that needs to go immediately like if you tackle somebody and you fall on them that's fine you drive them into the ground with a perfect form tackle that's fine this is football yeah yep yep that's that. That's got to get sorted out. Um, yeah. But I don't. The, the reviewing of it is going to be a disaster, just like yeah. it was a pass interference. They were terrible at it's that too. Absolutely like, messed. It has to be 
where roughing needs to be everybody in the uh, the building, whether they want to admit it or not, because it yeah. was their team that did it. Is like, oh yeah, that was that wasn't okay. Yeah, it's no, it's just they're, honestly they're all the same. You know what pass interference is when you see it. You right. know what roughing the passer is when you see it. Right. And if it's 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 really not that hard. It's just it's just not. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, Florida's Anthony Richardson will throw at the combine. Bryce Young will wait to throw for his Alabama Pro Day, according to the NFL Network insiders Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero. I think Will Levis is going to throw, too. He's the third quarterback in that mix. Yep. Rappaport added Bryce Young will only be doing interviews this week in Indy. Um, I, don't know, I don't know that any of this matters. Like I think if you're somebody like Anthony Richardson, maybe you can wow yes. a little at the Pro Day. But he's also he's going to do a Florida Pro Day. He's going to work out for teams individually. Totally. It's not like something no, that happened just, here is going to change. And it doesn't change what happens in the draft because if you, if you no. were to believe what happened at the Combine last year, Malik Willis was going to go in the top ten. He went in the third yeah. round, folks. I think it's a good idea for Bryce Young because I think what it makes him special is not something where he needs to stand there next to Anthony Richardson and throw a football. Or C.J. Stroud just from a size standpoint. Right. There's stuff like, going around that they're similar in stature, and they're not they're in not. any way. No. No. Not at all. Uh, the Rams have had trade talks regarding cornerback Jalen Ramsey. It's believed the six-time Pro Bowl corner will be traded in the coming weeks, according to the NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And apparently, I've heard through some some back channels that this was this is at his request and the Rams doing. The Rams are he is actively being shopped. He will be traded. It's not like people are calling him up and saying, "Hey, we want Jalen Ramsey." I think they are, but it is known put it this way within league circles that he is on the move. They're tearing it down. It makes me wonder if Aaron Donald plays for the Rams this year. What about Stafford? I mean, is McVay going to be around for the rebuild? Is he going to try? Is he? Would he be invigorated by that? I don't think like so. trying to actually build it. There's really nothing that fun about that. If only if you hit on all of it, losing. I mean, some people love that process, but you have to lose for a while first. Yes, you do. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Not a long while. I mean, Cincinnati flipped it pretty quick. Two good drafts. You got well, Burrow, right? Yeah, Burrow Chase back to back Higgins, Burrow Chase Higgins and back to back drafts first three picks pretty good. Yeah, but who was their first round pick the year before? Like that person before Burrow was it maybe Jonah Williams? Yeah, could have been. Yeah, and that's could have been not great. But those two back to back were the sure were the ones that hit it. Um, all right, what else do we have here? Uh, this from oh, this is uh, Devin McCourty. He was on Good Morning Football talking about the future of Mac Jones in New England. Let's hear from Devin McCourty. Yeah, and I like to remind people in New England, 2014, it was put Jimmy Garoppolo in, get Tom Brady out, mm. it's over. 2022, he just retired, and everyone's sitting there like he threw 50-something passes, almost 60 passes in his last game. He could really play. So I wouldn't go too hard off of what the people in New England are saying. What I'll say about Mac is the combine is sponsored by Noble this year. Mac is Noble. They know the future is Mac Jones. And I'm excited for this guy this year because now you get – uh, you get uh, Billy O'Brien coming in as an offensive coordinator. Great success. Has done well everywhere he's been offensively. He gets to come in and now work with Mac. He's going to have stability around him. I think the team is going to go get another guy uh, to be a receiver uh, in that offense. 
hopefully bring my guy Jacoby Myers Mack um, and be a part of it. But I'm excited because last year you come in, you have movement. You get to work with Josh McDaniels, who I think is one of the best offensive minds in this league. You get to work with him your rookie year, and then you get Matty P with a mixture of Joe Judge, with Coach Belichick, all guys who are new to calling the actual offense. Obviously, Bill, more experience than any coach in the NFL as a head coach, really. Um, but it's just so much movement, so much change. It's only your second year. But I think it speaks volumes. He's a captain in that locker room and only a second year. And really kind of was a captain the year before as a rookie, leading those guys. So I'm excited for Mac. I think sky's the limit. I think he's the future of New England. Any doubts, I think you're wrong. If you don't think that, I think he's a future. He's in that building right now doing different things, uh, working with guys, talking to guys. That's what he wants. He wants to win. Hmm. And I think that's what it's about. He comes from a winning pedigree at Alabama, wants to do those things. But I think some of the rumbling that always come out, we always talk about this. Sources say Mac Jones rubbing people the wrong way. Who? Did he rub somebody the wrong way in a meeting? Probably before. Have people left meetings and said, man, Dev's an a-hole today. Yeah, yeah. because... I love about Mac is Mac came into a leadership role as a quarterback, and he speaks to what he thinks. He speaks about, hey, man, I don't like this play. I want to do this play. Same thing, you know, when I was in there, when I'm in there and I'm like, I don't like this play. Because we're the guys out there, and I think what people don't always understand in our locker room, Bill pushes that. Mm. If you don't Wants like it. something, we're in the captain's meeting every week. If you don't like something, tell us, we'll throw it out. Because what's the point of players going out there and saying, as soon as that call comes in, Mac wears the green dot, I wear it on defense. Who I hate when a call comes in, I'm like, hey, fellas, I know we hate this call, <laughs> but the call yeah. is X, Y, and Z. Like, no one wants to be out there with that. So I think Mac has all the intangibles and the things that you want in a quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's only in his second year, going his third year, third offensive coordinator. Hopefully, you know, Billy O's there for a while, and I think you'll see the true growth. So I don't really care about Mac Jones, but here's what I would say. I think uh, I think Devin McCourty just gave you his audition for Good Morning Football when he retires. Well, his brother's got the job now. Well, he's going to be right there with him, or he's yeah, going to go no, to CBS he's or wherever. Yeah, Devin is is excellent. Also represented by the agent of the stars, a good friend of the program, Andy Sims. Still waiting Along on the hoodie. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> Maybe an Indy. Maybe we'll see him. Oh, you leave Wednesday night. He's coming in Wednesday night. Hmm. Um yeah, I think he's he sounds he sounded great. Yeah, he's I ready to go. The, the, he's absolutely ready to go. Well, he's undecided on whether or not he's going to play another season. He's a free agent, so the McCourty certainly one of the good ones and has made a had a tremendous career with that team. Always a leader, always productive on the back end of that defense. Yeah, I mean that's that dude is that guy's ready. He's oh ready yeah, for the was, booth one yeah, way or another. Good. He's yeah. he's absolutely locked into that. We'll hit numbers two and one of the biggest offseason needs. For your Cleveland Browns coming up next, you listen to Cleveland Browns Daily. Brought to you by BallyBet on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. With Renew Home Exteriors siding and roofing products, don't spend all day with high-pressure sales, guys. The team at Renew Home Exteriors won't waste your day with hours of negotiating the price of your project. Just an upfront fair price to make your project easy. Modernize your home. Premium siding, ranging in every style and colors. Renew Home Exteriors, superior products, superior service. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. And now we've reached it. Your two biggest yes. needs. 
We're here to run them down for you. We started on the in the defensive backfield. We want a true slot corner, a true center field free safety. Then we move to the offensive line, uh, bring back Ethan Posick. Let's get a step forward from Jed Wills. Then we got to number six, special teams, more consistency from Cade York. Then we got to our big kind of positional needs on the team, interior defensive line, speed wide receiver, and an edge opposite Miles Garrett. And now here we are at numbers two and one, and these are more kind of thoughts, ethereal, not necessarily a person, a place, or a thing, but I just think this team needs to develop clutch meter. Wait, is this one? Are we? Are you doing one? This is number two. Number two. Number two. This team. Number two. Number two needs to be clutch. We need to yeah. develop that clutch meter. That when it's time to get it done, we get it done. When it's you know when you need to be on coverage, not blowing a coverage because you're up thirteen. You need to not blow that coverage. When you need to recover the onside kick, you recover the onside kick. When you could go out of bounds, you but and stop the clock, or you could stay in bounds and keep the clock running. You stay in bounds and keep the clock running. All the little things that add up to losses in the National Football League, we need to be better at. And then just quite yeah. frankly, when it comes down to it, you know, when there is a chance to win it, I can think of, and Kate did it against Carolina, Jacoby did it against Carolina, but against the Chargers, we had a field goal at the end to win it, missed. Field goal to tie in Baltimore, blocked. We have got to be clutch and when it matters the most get the ball you know down at the end figure out a way you're on defense with the lead at the end figure out a way I think that is in the NFL it's that belief that you're going to come through it's yeah. that clutch meter that essence that we just have not had we had it in 2020 yep. we need to get it back and that's how we need to play because you've got to be good in one score games if you want to be successful in this league, and that comes down to being clutch and making the plays when they are needed to be made. I, I know it's a – how would you even describe that? I mean, it's a it's, – it's not tangible, right? So that's that, – that, that, it's, it's leadership. It's leadership. It's discipline. Clutchness it's, comes from leadership. It comes yep. from discipline. It comes from accountability. Yep. Right? That's yep. what it comes from. Yep. So when you when you are those things, then you will be clutch. Yep. You know, and it, it's interesting. Like it doesn't really matter if you're coaching professionals or seven year olds. Like that, you have it's the accountability part of it. It's doing things over and over again. Yep. So when it comes time to execute it, it's old hat. And it's not being afraid of the moment. It's not yes. being afraid to. Yeah. You've got to just yeah lean into it. And I think. It's that it's that swagger. It's that emotional aspect of it. You're right. It's the accountability. It's the just when it's time to put it all on the line, you're able to do so and to, able to do so at a high level to execute. I mean, that truly is what it, the, the, the word really is. It's just execute. You need to execute when it matters the most to execute, period. The end. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Number one. Number one, and we're going to hear. We're Number hear from one, the, the Uno. Deshaun Watson's <laughs> got to be elite again. You like the Uno? The Uno. Yeah. Great game. Great game. It's Big a fun Uno game, guy. Man. You're not, no yeah. one's losing with Uno, man. Yeah, but what happens? I don't know what happens in your household, but my family tires of sometimes of my victories, and then like in Uno, if you have people ganged up on you on both, like 
left and right. Oh, yeah. You can just get crushed. I'll tell you another thing about Uno that I think has been a real issue is I think there's way too many draw fours now. Way too many. That it's used to be the haymaker. Yeah, you'd get like three of a, two of them in a deck. It, now it feels like there's yeah, a dozen. There's 20, yeah. And they all end up, oh, I'm, I, Uno. Oh, yeah, here, draw four, here, draw four. And all of a sudden you got 38 cards. We're right back where we started, building it all the way back. That's too right. Too many. All right, uh, number one. Good number segue, Uno. though, building it all the way back. Deshaun Watson. I have 100% confidence that Deshaun Watson is going to end up being not just what he was in Houston in 2020, but better than that. Every quarterback who's played here under Kevin Stefanski has been better than they have been everywhere else at any other time in their career. I think that's going to happen with John Watson. You're going to hear it. He, he, he knows yeah. what people are saying. He knows that people are kind of writing him and this team off again. And you know what? That's a good place for us to be. It's good. But this thing is ultimately all about scoring the football. And if Deshaun Watson is the Deshaun Watson that he has shown in 2020 – or a better version of that, we are going to score the football and we are going to be very difficult to beat, period, because we've got so many other pieces. And His, that's what it's about. It's what it's about. It's quarterback the, league. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you went here, number one, because it's really all that matters. It really is. It really is. <laughs> like, yeah. Because if it happens, if that happens, so that he was second all, through the first four years of his career, he's second only to Dan Marino in touchdown passes thrown in NFL history. Like, that's who he is. Yes, so, number one in completion percentage right. was top like in rating, like uh, just yeah, right. off the so charts. Back to that, back to that allows for clutch meter, allows for accountability, allows for leadership, allows for all of it. Um, it allows for now. There's certain things from a personnel standpoint. Speed receiver would certainly help in that. Miles Garrett with some help on the defensive line, absolutely, that's going to help with that. Um, but at this, you know, Posick at center, Jed Will's taking a step. Every one of the ten. They all help with that, but if number one ain't number one, doesn't matter. Then doesn't matter. So and if and if number one is number one, the other ones are kind of less important too. Minimal. He's gonna he will raise the water level significantly. Yeah. yeah, and that's what we're looking for. That's what we need. I mean, that's what this season is about. You made the move that the Browns did to get Deshaun Watson. The layoff has happened. He's gotten his feet wet, but now. Everything in the offseason is going to be geared toward him. You don't need to have to be putting in kind of two half offenses. It's going to no. be the Deshaun Watson offense mm -hmm. with Kevin Stefanski and AVP and Bill Musgrave and everybody else who's going to be involved. And you're going to get this thing, I think, cooking. I mean, there are some things that you want to add, no doubt, but you're going to be cooking. And I think that we have an opportunity to be so good if this all comes to fruition. And and that's what it is. It's about number one. Number one is worth more than numbers two through ten combined times a billion. <laughs> you, you said it, brother. It's the, it's the whole – and the crazy thing about it is, is number one, we won't know until September. Right. October. You know, I mean, it's going to be a no. long wait for that. So that's, Number one's like counting to infinity twice. Like, that's how important it is. What, what was Simone's line? I'm infinity plus one. Pl infinity plus one, yeah. Same. Yeah, same. Same. Not no different. You Had a great that. seafood yeah. tower this weekend, by the way. Yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, be, incidentally, yeah, you did. I didn't have to pay. Yeah, you nice. did. Yeah, you did. No, it's what a treat for you. What a real treat. Yeah, good seafood. The only thing that I, like one just quick seafood tower comment for me is yeah. Chilled king crab is good, but yep. it's not as good as hot king crab. No, I think that same so, about lobster. If you're gonna have it, let's have it hot. Or at least have the butter piping. Right. Like, what do you want? What do you want in a chilled seafood tower, like shrimp cocktail, 
Uh, maybe some lump crab, some oysters, perhaps. Yeah. But that's really all I want. The the, the kings, the the king lobster crab and the lobster. And, I want hot crab. I want, I want them warm, baby. Yeah. yeah, I want them hot. I agree. I have a problem with that. All right, uh, we mentioned this Deshaun Watson with a uh, podcast with his quarterback coach Quincy Avery. We'll have some of the highlights of that coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Deshaun Watson sat down with his longtime private quarterback coach Quincy Avery last week on the podcast The Q with Quincy Avery. Lots to get to here. We're going to get through a lot of it. Uh, let's start with this. Here's Deshaun Watson recapping his first year with the Browns. Yeah, it's tough, uh, especially, you know, with the, the situation that came in later in the year. Everyone was pretty much in. You know, so they were pretty much 12 weeks adapted to the teammates. So, you know, with me being in the offseason, I got the, you know, train with them and, and practice with them here and there. But, you know, with the situation going on, you know, seven, Jacoby had to make sure he was prepped up with the, with the one. So I was taking a lot of scout team reps and, and try to, you know, stay in shape and things. And then once I'm away, you know, being able to just grind. So, you know, I was kind of thrown into the fire. But, uh, you know, I, I felt that, you know, I, I came in and, and did what I had to do, go three and three. You know, we wanted more. Yeah, opportunities to, to finish better. But, um, you know, it, it was a up-and-down situation because I was just trying to get used to my teammates, used to the coaches, used to how, you know, playing in the AFC North, used to playing in the cold, uh, all these different factors I had to tie in to just to make sure I stay focused and try to help the team win. Yeah, and when I think about that, to me, it may, is it like, like wearing somebody else's shoes or something? Like, Jacoby was essentially the starting quarterback for like 11 or some weeks. Are you feel like you're getting thrown into an offense that was kind of tailor made for him? Him and Kev kind of had a rhythm; they were doing their thing, and then you kind of get thrown into something that wasn't necessarily tailor fit for you. Or, or how does that feel? Do you feel like it was your offense, or did things change as you kind of move forward? Oh no, no, yeah, things change. Uh, you know, what I'm saying they had to tailor around Jacoby. You know, whatever you know, Jacoby was comfortable with, whatever he was happy with, whatever made him play his best. That's what they had to tailor around. And I'm a different, you know, type of quarterback. You know, man, Jacoby does. Do a lot of similar things. We think a lot, but you know, with with certain you know third down runs and certain RPOs and things like that. I love that. Jacoby yeah, to death. Was... You can move better than Jacoby. That's my. You don't have to be so. <laughs> Jacoby wouldn't be mad if you said that you can move better than. Nah, him. He, yeah, Jacoby. Yeah, he'd be the first one to tell you. He used to tell me all the time. Like, let's see a quarterback take off sixty yards. He's like, you know, you can do that, right? I'm like, man, mm-hmm. you tripping. But like, uh, yeah. So we had it was a big change. And then, with, you know, with me and Kevin, you know, it, honestly, it's, it's both our times, first times working together. You know what I'm saying? So, the first week in Houston, like, that's our first time trying to pick something that I'm comfortable with. And, like, it, it was tough, you know, especially in the middle of the season. Like, they got to coach differently than how they coached before. I got They got to call plays differently than how they called before. So, it's a lot of different stuff. So, I'm going to give us – I like to give us credit where it's due. Sure. Two things I remember saying vividly on this show last August when this all was going down. Uh, I remember you and I discussing it at great length. Number one, the notion that he was going to be able to sit out 11 weeks and just jump right back on like a Madden character was just never in play. And, and to thinking that it was, yeah. was, was just not going to happen. You just can't be away from a team that long and jump right back on it. And the other thing that you and I said pretty, 
pretty strongly was I would have him take every snap in the preseason. Now, I don't know if it would have made a dang bit of difference long-term, but he got that little bit of action against Jacksonville. I think and so. And then, what's that? I think it would have made a difference. I didn't, Well, that's why we said it. <laughs> yeah. We said it then. Like, yeah. give him every snap and let him throw it every time. Yeah. And no, it I, didn't, I, and so. I think you saw just his comfort throwing the ball in a game and the speed and all of those things, how much that improved just after the first one. Now, would he have had some rest in Houston? I think so, no matter what. Could it have been lessened? Certainly. I think that's possible. And and he just would have had so many more reps playing actual football. You know, he had – it was one series. Anthony Schwartz dropped eight passes, and Nick Harris gets hurt, and I think we fumbled. Dearness right. Johnson, I think, fumbled, and it was like, that was it. And that was all the action that he got. So, no, I think that – look – What's done is done. What that season would have been, I think, once it got made 11 games anyway, the chances of that season being the the dream season we wanted, I think it was very challenging. So it probably doesn't make a huge difference, but it's all now about this year. And now you have a full offseason. It's all behind you. Now it's time for for him to go. And I think that you have an opportunity because Jacoby and Deshaun are – so different in what they do. Jacoby needed the completely structured offense, and he was great at seeing it, making the reads, and taking the layups that were given to him, provided by this offense. Deshaun is so supremely talented that you know you need a little bit more of a freewheeling offense, and that's something that there Kevin's going to have to, I think, make some adjustments to. And you know, you've got AVP to lean on, who's been with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who had that supreme talent sometimes within, but also outside of structure and. I think that you know this soundbite right here is very telling to me for Deshaun Watson and why some of the things were maybe more difficult than you might have expected. Sometimes taking things off of somebody's plate makes it actually tougher for them in the moment because when you're doing everything as a quarterback, you have that control and you're thinking through everything. Sometimes yeah. when you don't have to think about some of the things, maybe your focus wanes in other areas. And so I think this is a very interesting one. Listen to Watson on how the Browns' offense differs from the others he played with. I think the biggest difference is, I think in this offense, like the quarterback takes control of it, but coaches have a lot of responsibility on it too. So, uh, you know, in the previous offenses, the quarterback did everything. I called the mic points. I called the run points. I called the protection. I'm calling, flipping the, the protection, sliding here, calling out hot, everything. And this system is basically built in. So you, when you come up to the line of scrimmage, you're not really doing that. You can see it. You can override the center. But pretty much the center is directing everything. You just got to make sure you can see the right coverage. And you kind of, it's kind of more simple in a sense. But simple is, all, is not always the best way to go sometimes, you know, because you might get sidetracked on whatever you're supposed to be looking at in that certain place. So that one jumped out to me when I mm-hmm. heard all of these comments. That one jumped out to me. And so that is – and that's something, you know, when we're in the comment we talk with Kevin, I think that's something I would, I'm would. i curious to ask him about because we know Brady. We know Peyton Manning. We know – and, uh, you know, AVP could probably tell us what it was like with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But that's typically what your guys do. They are – you give them the play, they look at it, and they set everything the way that they want it to be set. Now, in this offense, yeah. it has all the different answers for everything that can happen because of the fact that you've got Bill Callahan and you got Stefanski, and you know this offense is 
run in very much like a coordinated ballet, much like, much like, by the way, Kyle Shanahan's. So I'm curious in Kyle Shanahan's offense, what responsibilities do the quarterback have vis-a-vis, you know, ours vis-a-vis the other ones that are just where the quarterback is the one making all the calls. And if your guy is, I think you have to be open-minded to the fact that, yes, we run this precision offense and all of that, but if our guy is more comfortable and is better when he is the one that's doing a lot of that stuff, we have to see if we can find that happy medium. Yes, because to your point, number one, that's all that matters. That's all, right. It's right. him at the best. Infinity However, plus one. you get to that end. Yeah, that, that one I took note of as well. Uh, here's Watson, how this season is different from last season starting week one. Here's uh, Watson on that. I think just the, the, the aggressiveness of this, how we want to approach the season. Uh, last year was a lot of unknown. Like you said, the quarterback room, we all knew. We all support each other. We all love each other. We all are friends to the day. And we kind of knew she probably was going to come in, but we didn't know how long. We didn't know, was it going to be 11 weeks? Was it going to be six weeks? Was it going to be zero weeks? You know what I'm saying? Like, there was so much of this kind of unknown. And so it kind of put everybody on hold until we figured out a week before. And so now going into this week, we kind of have clarity. We can start from day one of OTA. But right, this is how we want to approach it. We need to find our playmakers. Who, you know, this is the way we run our offense. This is the way we want to call our offense. We want to play fast. We want to play slow, no huddle. All these things that we're doing, you know, we can kind of already adjust and have, a, you know, be ahead of the game. That one, it, it's funny. You know, it's not funny, but it's the, it was the reality for those of us that were – you know, like you and I doing the show through last sure. off season, through the summer, and then um, even through camp. And I know from the outside, it was like, well, of course he was going to be suspended for a long time. But we can tell you pretty emphatically that at the time of the trade, that was not the thought. And Correct. it was not the thought of the other teams that were involved in acquiring Deshaun Watson. Correct. 11 was not in the brochure. No. It was something that, that in fact, was the, when the, the uh, initial ruling came out, that was thought, and this isn't necessarily just, this isn't even a Browns thing. This is how people who were involved with Watson thought six would have been towards the middle of the high end of it. Six was considered the worst case scenario. Right. And yeah. then you got that from a federal judge, and you're like, okay, like, this is where it came out, but all right. Yeah. Season's now longer. We still have 11 games. He's still going to play almost twice as many games as he's going to right. miss. To, uh, yeah, no, he's eleven, and that was I, out that day when he found out on the field. Yeah, it's crazy. it was crazy, and you knew right there how difficult it was going to be for this season to be what we wanted to be. You believed, and you go to Carolina, you make a 58-yarder, and you're like, you know what, maybe this is our year. And and I'll be honest with you. I know that we beat the Steelers after that Jets game, but had we come through in that game against the Jets and we're 3-0, and is uh, this season feels like it could be different because we could have very easily been 5-0 and down in Atlanta and then the Chargers. But it just it, you knew it was going to be a difficult season. No excuses. This team still should have made the playoffs. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it was it was just the, it the was margin for error was gone at that point. It was, it oh, was going to be gone. And you really gave it away. You gave it yeah. away. I mean, you get week two. You know, they talk about when you throw a pebble into the lake, even if it's a small one, the ripples ultimately yep. get bigger and bigger as they go away. And, and the ripples, I think, from that week two, I think we're feeling 
today. I think that you could look at week two and say that is a big read. That game probably played a very large role in the fact that we have a new defensive coordinator and a new special teams coordinator. Yeah. Yep. Don't have a problem with that. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to have a new quarterback coach, Drew Petzing, off to Arizona. Here is Watson on the Quincy Avery podcast, the Q with Quincy Avery podcast, talking about the new quarterback coach situation. Yeah, I trust Kevin. AB, uh, I trust Kevin. ABP is still going to be in the room. But I trust mm-hmm. Kevin AB. Uh, and, and being able to have two guys that, you know, understand what I want, that ask me questions that's very transparent. And I just want somebody that's a great teacher. You know, I, I, that I can learn from. You know, I'm one of the guys. I love to be coached hard. And uh, I'm pretty sure you said it before because, you know, you've been around me since I was a little kid. It's like I like the coach that gets on my ass about a certain drill or a certain play or certain things like that. I don't, you know, the pat on the back or just like, oh, we're getting that son. Like, that's not really me. I like somebody, I like to be coached hard because I'm, I know how great I am. I know my standard. So being able to have that in the room is definitely going to be key. I haven't talked to Kevin personally. Um, I was supposed to be calling him soon uh, to try to figure out the coaching situation. Uh, but I know whoever they get is going to be, you know, that's what I want is a great teacher that I can learn from. And that will coincide with this next one. This is uh, Deshaun on the uh, Quincy Avery podcast uh, talking about what he expects the year to look like on the field for him next season. I think it's just going to be work. You know, people had so much expectations and high expectations and, you know, all that stuff generates from the media. So, you know, I think I don't, I don't take it. You know, sometimes I take it personal. It just depends on, you know, how they speak it. But, like, most of the time I don't really take it personal because that's their job in the media to be able to kind of talk good, bad, whatever they want to talk about. But when I look at it that way, people thinking that, oh, I fell off or, you know, this, that, the third, you know what I'm saying? All it is is they know how good I am and they know the limit I am. So if I don't, you know, reach that standard and the expectation of myself and what I can play at, then, of course, it's going to be a failure. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's really just going ahead and, and putting the work each and every day. You know, not worrying about all that stuff. You know, I hear it, I see it, but that stuff ain't going to bother me. That's what they, that's their job. You know what I'm saying? I like when people underestimate me, you know, because when that happened, you know, that's when I, you know, I take it to a whole other level. So for me coming into this year from, from day one, I got to go hard. I got to train hard. You know what I'm saying? And, and have everybody around me at the same level. And once we do that, we can make something special for Cleveland. And uh, I feel like we got the team, we got the people, and we just got to you know, fill in the pieces. And once we get rolling, we're going to be rolling. And all of that is stuff that we'll wait for for next fall. Yes, but you love the, the mentality. Love the, t- love the tone. Yeah, love the tone, love the mentality. And, and this is a guy that when he has, you know, at every level been determined to be successful, he has. And he's even done it at this level. This is not just, oh, well, he yes. won a national championship in college at Clemson. He's taken the Texans to the playoffs. You saw what they were without him. He he is he is that guy, and that's yep. exactly what we need him to be again. And if he is, we are going to be in – it's going to be a very, very fun season. Indeed, it will. In terms of other issues this team needs to get addressed this offseason, the PFF guys, Steve Palazzolo, Sam Monson, will join on that. Coming up next, you'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
There's a new way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns. Help your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. And now from PFF's NFL podcast with T. Palazzolo and Sam Monson, here's those two talking about the Browns' plans this offseason. What are we going to do with the Browns here? Deshaun Watson, $46 million per year. It's locked in. Yeah. We know what's happening. It's guaranteed. You're it stuck is. with it. Now you need to make sure he plays well. It's a tough one with the Browns because, like, what what do you assume out of Watson as a player going forward? He had a 55 grade no idea. this year. And as you were you were rightfully asking, is he going to be rusty? But, you know, that that implies, like, hey, maybe the first few games will be rough and then he'll figure it out. And the, But there was no pattern to his play either. It was – it was just up and down and terrible. Yep. Overall, so let's assume, let's assume Watson with an off season of you know getting ready to play football, he's going to be better. We've got a quarterback. You have Amari Cooper out there at receiver. You got a good solid offensive line as they always have, and they they're pretty well locked up. Defensive side of the ball is going to be a huge focus. New system, new whole deal, and it felt like the Browns neglected the defensive line a little bit. They just they solved it late. Last year, I think this offseason, the Browns are going to solve defensive line much earlier, both in free agency and in the draft. Yeah, I mean, they need to give Miles Garrett some help. It's been Miles Garrett on his own, playing as well as any defender in the NFL over the last few years. And nobody knows, really. That's not like nobody knows. But what compared with TJ Watt and Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa, like Miles Garrett is always seen as this like secondary player because. He doesn't have enough help around him for his impact to actually get the recognition it should. Like the number of plays, he leads the NFL in those plays that we track, those pass rush wins that don't get a chance to become pressure because something else happens in the play. The ball's out, it's gone, somebody else gets to cover or whatever. He leads the league in those for like the last couple of years straight. Um, And that happens because the rest of that defensive line is garbage. You need to give him some players that can actually help him out and you will see not only will it make the defensive line better because those players will make an impact themselves, but they'll also enhance the impact that Miles Garrett has. Like you will notice what he does more because it has a chance to make a bigger impact. So, I mean, we're talking the last couple of years, they've done this by just kind of like waiting out Jadavian Clowney, grabbing him for seven or eight million a year on one year contracts. Looks like that's even soured. They need edge defenders. They need interior defensive linemen. I think in the draft, they don't pick till pick 42. They're missing their first rounder thanks to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Siaki Ika from uh, Baylor, big monster uh, nose tackle who can move pretty well. He's at 55 right now on the PFF draft board. I think he could be a potential early round draft pick. Here's the deal. I like the Browns' strategy of how they've handled the defensive interior. Third rounders here, fourth rounders there. Taven Bryan for, you know, a few million. But I think that ended up catching up. To, I think tactically it was the right move, but it, it was just this, it was bad weakness. It was just bad weakness that got exploited week to week. I do think they're going to need to invest on the interior a little bit more. We've talked about guys like David Onyemata, Sheldon Rankins, but do you even go to a higher price type of interior defensive lineman here to, to solve this issue? Um, they're a team that, that doesn't look like they have a lot of camp space, but they're one of those sides that can free up a ton of room. Um, so they actually, what are they right now? They are 15 million in the hole, 15 million in the red, but they can free up an absolute ton of money. So they, with restructures and all those kinds of things. So they have the ability to spend if they want to do it in free agency. 
Um, looks like Deron Payne is going to get franchise tag. That was yeah. a report today. We missed that yesterday on the show. We didn't have that report at the time. Um, so he's probably not going to be on the market. Javon Hargrave is presumably going to get a ton of money simply by virtue of basically being <laughs> the only plus end player at that kind of position. Uh, but I think they can or should add some guys in, before you get to the draft and give you the flexibility. Um, but there aren't a ton of options that are going to make a big impact. So that Jim Schwartz is coming in to run the defense too. I mean, that he loves rushing four. He loves winning with four. Mm-hmm. And he's going to look at this D-line. I mean, he's going to be pushing for, like, give me four guys. Interior, edge, whatever. Are the Browns a team that could make a splash with a Marcus Davenport, top edge defender on the market? Are they a team that might fork that money over and say, look, we've neglected D-line. We, theoret- we, we always discuss this very theoretical coverage versus pass rush and blah, blah, blah. But if you have a coach that truly wants to rush four all the time, you have to be better up front. Would you go to the Marcus Davenport, who could be – you know, could be on the verge of a breakout if he stays on the field, as we've highlighted a couple times on the show. Yeah, potentially. Um, they also need to, to sort of focus with that in mind on, you know, pass rushing defensive linemen, guys that can actually penetrate, get upfield, cause problems. And they're another team that maybe maybe doesn't start for them, but as a rotational guy, uh, guy Matt Ioannidis can get pressure. Like that's been his specialty in the NFL so far. So maybe that's a guy they can bring in, at least guarantee some rotational, situational heat up front. So look, they're going to attack defensive line. I, I would, cons- I don't know if I would consider Davenport if I was the Browns. I'd be tempted though, knowing where they've been and what they what they need to do up front there. The re- their back seven is all locked up for at least this year. You want to add some depth and everything, but Martin Emerson had a really nice season last year. Denzel Ward's still there for five years. Greg Newsom's been a good first round pick for them. They're solid on the back end. I think it's a year of all defensive line for the Browns. Offensively, they got to figure out center. Four fifths of their offensive line is back. Center is a uh, you know a place they have to look. And then, as always, I have to look at receiver. Is Amari Cooper plus Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Schwartz? Is that enough at receiver, or are they another team that needs to bring someone else in there to complement Amari in company? Yeah, I mean, again, keep swinging. The other thing is, like Amari Cooper seems to have a shelf life in the NFL. For whatever reason, within teams, like within yes, teams, yeah. for whatever reason, he makes every team that he steps onto better, and they tire of it quite quickly. I don't know why. I don't know if this is a thing. You know, Amari Cooper pisses them off behind the scenes. If it's a personality thing, if it's a he's good, not great type of thing, and ultimately they just sour on the amount of money that they have tied up with him. But whatever it is, Amari Cooper has now been kicked out of two teams and is on his third, and you can kind of see how that could end up you know, within a couple of years being the end of the road for him in Cleveland, it just, it would be smart, I think, to have some kind of Amari Cooper insurance working away in the background, even if you don't need it for a couple of years. So again, draft wide receivers. There we go. Eight draft picks for the Browns. First one's at 42 overall. Uh, Yes, take swings at receiver and take a bunch of swings on the defensive line this offseason. They could be in the market for center in the draft as well. I don't know if they'll let it go that far. Um, John Michael Schmitz is a great prospect out of Minnesota. He's at 52 on the PFF draft board. Could be a fit there at 42 where the Browns draft if they want to fill that specific need if they get there in the draft. Anything else, Browns-wise? Nope. Build around Deshaun Watson. Hope that he's better. Hope that he's better. 
Yeah. So if he isn't, you've got real problems. We talked a lot about how they keep adding running backs. Um, they do have Nick Chubb plus Kareem Hunt's now free agent, Dearness Johnson free agent. So they do probably need to add some depth there as well. But mid rounds, good spot to find a Nick Chubb backup there as well. Yep. All right, Browns. There's your strategy for this offseason. Go get some defensive linemen and uh, maybe play in the Marcus Davenport market. All right, there you go. There's the fellas' plan for the offseason. We'll see how it all comes to fruition. And, uh, yep. and you know, it's one of those things going to be an interesting couple of weeks, to say the least. Um, we will do our all-AFC South roster uh, coming up next. We've done this for every team. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member wait list today for the best chance of securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. We've been doing this for every division around the NFL. We are doing the all AFC South roster right now. And what I would like is for you to read the names listed at quarterback for us to consider for the all AFC South quarterback position per the prep sheet i will do that for you right now by the way huge omission on the prep sheet not in the quarterback spot but in some well how could there be on the quarterback spot literally there go ahead just read it for the people for the people all right we have got sam ellinger (laughs) nick Foles, (laughs) kyle allen matt orion sure davis mills yeah Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill, and then our AFC South quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. What I want to know from either not Stevie or Gibbe is why stop there? Why, if, if you're if Sam Ellinger, if you're going that list, far, if, if you want to make a case for Nick Foles and Sam Ellinger, where was Josh Dobbs? Where's Dobbs? Where's the guy Dobbs? I'm you know. Him in. Yeah. Do the scout, do the scout, do the, uh, the practice squad quarterback. I think everybody in, in there though started games. Everybody on this list started a game. You could have done one name. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, That's 66% it. completions, 4,618 yards, 30 touchdowns, 13 picks went to the pro bowl. No doubt. All right. Uh, running back. Now this is where it's actually a darn good division. Every it team really has is. an excellent starting running back. Derrick Henry in Tennessee, Jonathan Taylor in Indy, Damian Pierce in Houston, Travis Etienne in Jacksonville. This is a good. It's good for that. Henry. Gets Are we doing two of these guys or three just or one. one? Just one. Just one. Yeah, we could do where, two and just do two receivers because where do you put stink. where do you put Jonathan Taylor's season coming off of the season he had? He just couldn't get going. Like he was he was the number one pick in almost every fantasy draft. It was terrible, and it was terrible. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. It was a. It was not a good year. I mean, he he wouldn't even be. I think he would be fourth in the. No, I think it's Henry and Etienne is who I would have, but. Jonathan because Ta- Etienne, we could shift out to the slot. Right. Taylor ended this year eight hundred and sixty-one yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Damian Pierce had a had a solid season. I think because of the injury, he ended up short. He, had, he was at nine thirty-nine and four touchdowns. And then you had right ETN, who if if we were doing, I think I'm fine with that. Let's do two running backs, and ETN yeah. can, can play some in the slot for us. We don't need three receivers in this. Not with this group. Not with this group. No, 
Uh, so Travis Etienne this year, 1,125 yards rushing, five touchdowns, 316 yards receiving, average over five yards carry. So, yeah, I like that. So How does it age that Urban Meyer was mad that he had to pick Travis Etienne because Kadarius Toney was already picked? Not well. Not well. Like, even that. Yeah. Well, the guy we wanted to pick. Well, the guy you wanted to pick is not the, as good as the guy you did pick. He's not even on the team that drafted no, him anymore. Not even. All right. Uh, receivers in the AFC South. Kirk's obviously in. Um, we already did guess the stats, Gibby, on that. Yeah. The, who's the second one here? I think it's Zay Jones, 980 yards and six touchdowns. Michael Pittman would be third, 925 and only four touchdowns. So I think I'm going to go Pittman. Zay Jones. I'm going to go Pittman over Jones because of who was throwing to him. It's hard for me to put call somebody an all AFC South wide receiver when I don't care who was throwing to them when they average less than 10 yards a catch in the NFL. God, that's brutal. He averaged I know. nine point something. I mean, yeah, that's Zay a Jones. brutal quarterback list throwing to him, though. Yeah, but I mean, Matt Ryan and Nick Foles are reasonable. He averaged nine yards a catch. I mean, he was like that's bad. Yeah, I think we got to go Zay Jones there. All right. Brandon Cooks probably would have made it if he played all year, but he missed too much. Time. Calvin Ridley count? Calvin next Ridley year. next year. Uh, all right, tight end. Evan Ingram. I mean, this list is. It's a lot of Jacksonville. Yeah, Evan Ingram, eighty-five catches, eight hundred ninety yards, five touchdowns. Nobody else was even close to that at all. Yeah, nobody. I'll uh, I'll rely on your expertise yeah, entirely it. on the offensive line. Ben Jones from Tennessee uh, is a pro bowler. He gets there. The guards, Quentin Nelson, and then Nate Davis had a phenomenal year for the Tennessee Titans. Nelson was a pro bowler. Tackles, Laramie Tunsil, and then Braden Smith of Indy. He had the, the second best year of, as, a, uh, as a tackle. It's borderline jarring going from, I think the last one we did was the NFC East. Yeah, which was loaded. To go this from that terrible. to this division. I mean, well, this is the worst division in football. Well, when we go to the all-AFC team, which we're going to do after we do all the divisions, Derrick Henry has a chance to be on that team. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, I think, has a chance to be on that team, and Quentin Nelson has a chance to be on that team. That's it. That's the list. Well, there's nobody here on defense. I mean, this defense, there's not a lot going on The defense is the worst. It is the worst. Well, Jeffrey Simmons, maybe. I'm pretty sure Jeffrey Simmons was was, – he was certainly either first or second team all pro. That was one of those. Remember we were talking about him? Yeah. He, he's been second team all pro each of the last two years and uh, pro bowler each of the last two years. Uh, okay. But that was one where they had luxury drafted him. This is another one where there's not even an edge rusher with 10 sacks in this division. We'll go on the interior of the defensive line, Buckner and Simmons, which isn't bad, actually. But, like, the edges. Simmons Yannick, isn't even listed on this list. Of course. I wrote him in. It's a huge, egregious oversight. <laughs> He's the best player on defense in the division, period, full stop. He's not on this list. Not on, Didn't make the list. T.R. Tart did. Roy Lopez is on the list. <laughs> A guy named Grover is on the We've list. Never heard of. Mm-hmm. Simmons, no. Buckner and Simmons in the middle, fine. Yeah, which is great. That's great. Uh, defensive end, how did Trayvon Walker do, the number one pick in last year's draft? Uh, he wasn't great. And, in fact, a lot of people are saying it's a little bit of a disappointment in terms of what you got out of Trayvon Walker. Um, he finished the season with three and a half sacks, five tackles for loss, ten quarterback hits, one interception, one forced fumble. Not great. Sheesh. Where do we go here at D-end? Is, uh, 
Ngakwe had nine and a half sacks for Indy. Jerry Hughes, the veteran, had nine for Houston. Josh Allen was probably was the highest graded at Pro Football Focus. He had eight Allen, probably yeah. And so then, probably Allen and Ngakwe. Yeah, and then the other one that maybe has a chance is Danico Autry had uh, I think a career. He had eight sacks, um, but not much. No, it's the worst edge rushing group there is. So we're gonna go. We'll go Ngakwe, and we'll go. You want to go Josh Allen or Hughes? Let's go yeah. Allen. Yeah, I'll go Josh Allen. Okay. Okay, linebacker, we're doing – we need two of these guys, for crying out loud. <laughs> Devin Lloyd in Jacksonville. I like Christian Kirksey. I don't know if he played worth a damn, but he's a hell of a human. Fine, we'll put him on the list because we like him. I almost put – I want to put Money Mitch in in corner. He got my honorable mention. Put him in. What do I care? Look at this group. Stingley's one at the most future. He's a, how did he do in year one? Uh, up and down. Not Not – the greatest, not the worst. On his team, it, it feels like in terms of basically all different stats, he was outplayed by Desmond King, who would be the slot here. The yeah. best corner in the division this year was Tyson Campbell, who was the first pick of the second round out of Georgia under Urban. Uh, he had a phenomenal season, did Tyson Campbell. So the Jaguars, despite Urban, had a pretty good draft. Feels that way, yeah. Feels that way, which I don't think he was all that involved in. Tyson Campbell had three picks, uh, a double-digit PBUs. Um, Stephon Gilmore would be the other one. And then in the slot, Desmond King, I think, would make it. Uh, You're talking about your boy Stingley. He didn't give up a touchdown this year, which is good, but he didn't grade out well. He gave up a lot of catches and yards and only had one pick this year. I think he's going to be something very special, but I think probably right now you would have done Campbell, Gilmore, and Desmond King in the slot if you're doing it based on this year. Jeez, this is a brutal spot, man. Oh, they're terrible. It's awful. And even as I'm peeking ahead at, at safeties, I mean, all the way through. Safety's not bad because Bayard's one of the best free he safeties lifts in the game. Yeah. And then you actually had a very nice season this year um, from Jalen Petrie in Houston. Had five picks, including one against us. Yeah. But yeah, by our Man, this division is there for the taking. Oh, God. Yeah. Anybody. Well, the Jags are going to. I mean, Jags right the now. Jags are, are going to run it. this forever. Houston has a chance, I think, to get very good quickly. Indy, too, uh, if they Indy get their two. quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Houston's got, got the advantage. Agnew's a decent returner. Punters, kickers, who cares? Yeah. This is the worst division in football, man. Well, this or the NFC South. NFC South is going to be pretty bad, but at least like you could try. It. There are still players of. There's note. still individual players, and the defense just on from Carolina and Tampa alone will be better than this. Yeah, and there's some, there's some, you know, there's some and guys at Carolina even. Sure, it's a yeah. better team. Like that team, you would try it out that team would beat this team. Yeah, the overall lack of talent in this in this division is pretty stunning. Dreadful. Yeah. They actually had a pretty good draft. Who who was the who was the corner in Jackson or the the general manager in Jacksonville when Urban was the coach? Wasn't it Super Dave Osborne? Wasn't it Balky? I think it was. I think it was Trent Balky. I mean, that's pretty good to go Lawrence, Etienne, Campbell. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Balky was the GM. He still is the GM. So he's stuck. Yeah, he's stuck. Those three are pretty – I mean, that's pretty good. Three pick. I mean, you can't screw up Lawrence. They almost tried. 
but their their drafting was actually decent. They're they're pretty loaded up. Trevon Walker's going to be the big one though. I mean, because it would have been like Hutchinson was sitting right there and was pretty dang good, but it was almost like he was predisposed to go to Detroit as a taken, Michigan kid. You could have taken Sauce Gardner. Yeah. I mean, all right, so here's the Jags drafts the last two years. Let's see. I want all their drafts. All right, 2021, you took Trevor Lawrence in the first round, ETN in the first round. Yeah. Pick 25. Tyson Campbell pick 33. He's played. Th- he's been very good. Walk Walker Little, a tackle in the second round, who's played 26 games for you. Andre Sisco in the second round, who's been a good safety for them, actually. Yeah. That was a good pick out of Syracuse. Jay Tufale, defensive tackle, Jordan Smith, Luke Farrell, Jalen Camp. So nothing much more beyond that. The top of that's nice, though. Yeah, top of that's nice. And then this year. Give me the first and second rounders last year. This year you got in the uh, first round Trevon Walker, and then you got Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd's good. Yeah. All right. Luke Fortner, a guard who played all 17 games. Chad Muma, linebacker, gave you 16 games. Snoop Connor, a running back. Greg Jr., Monteric Brown. But they really had two, two ones, two threes, and then a five, six, seven. All right. So much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, tomorrow, my friend, we will be in Indy. I know. I can't wait. By the way, just in case people are wondering, give a little give a little update here. Give a right now harassing me via text. We're up to 39.3 thousand, so we've gone up 1,300 today. We need, if we do that every day this week, we'll make it. Yeah. But we need to, like, we need to keep this momentum going. I'm holding out for my swag. You can have swag. If we make I, it there, I'll get you pushback. swag. No, I don't I'll, want it from you. I'll get it for you. You're you're good. You've done you and the the equipment uh, manager to the stars, the boss man BM. He, we're good. It's nothing. So you were here right when we saw him walking around in our hoodie, but with no logo on, just a blank. I was. Yeah. And we've. I, t- I said you you put that logo on there right now. That's right. You yeah. earned that. You do that. And so it is. It is happening. I'm told. It's, it's possible that we will be, where breaking them out for all of the NFL to see tomorrow. I would say that's more than possible. More, more likely than not, yeah. But that's yeah. how that'll go. It's a happening right. monsoon. <laughs> that's right, it is. All right, brother. Uh, we are live in Indy tomorrow at the NFL Combine. The next yep. level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.